Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. Okay, well, welcome everyone to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast. I'm excited to have with me today Jennifer Ortiz, and um, she is a homeschool mom here in Palm Beach County, and so I'd just like to say hi. And um, Jennifer, if you would mind, just go ahead and um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your family. Sure. Thank you so much for having me today, Autumn. Um, we're actually a blended family. We have seven children together, uh, three are mine, four are his, and they range from 28 all the way down to 11. Um, his daughter is virtually homeschooling, and my son, who's about to turn 12 next month, is also homeschooling. Okay, great. And um, how long have you been homeschooling then? And what was your decision that led you um, down this path? Uh, well, in summation, I'm going into our fifth year. Um, our youngest started uh, in hybrid homeschooling for pre-K and kindergarten. So uh, it'll be three consecutive years this fall. Okay. And could you um, tell the listeners a little bit about what hybrid homeschooling means? Sure. A hybrid homeschool is where you have an educator or some type of person responsible that you do a drop-off and they homeschool your children for you. Okay, great. Um, And what led your decision to go ahead and start with homeschooling? Was it something that you experienced in public school or just something that was in your heart to do from from the get-go? Um, that's actually a pretty deep (laughs) question for me. I had wanted to homeschool my older two, but their father was a total no. Um, and just watching them go through the public sector, seeing the difficulties they had with the lack of challenge. Um, my middle one especially had very high social and emotional, social, emotional and intellectual IQ. So he got bored very quickly. Um, but it was what was available for us. My youngest, again, uh, gifted and just a lot of academic and social, emotional negative impacts. He started out uh, going into the public sector for first grade ahead, um, really tracking at least at a second grade level, but emotionally needed to be in first. And by third grade had many learning gaps just based on how they managed him in the classroom, sending him out. Um, the style of correcting, really just trying to break his outgoing spirit. He was a little too big of a personality to fit in a traditional classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so have you seen that change as you've pulled him out and um, focused more on the hybrid homeschooling? Yes. Uh, the first year was tough. I was working full time. So I was juggling, you know, having him with me in my office schooling, I would not recommend um, homeschooling solo. That was definitely a a huge learning uh, moment for me, trying to homeschool solo, not having a community to really get that that support and coaching on where I could make things better. Um, But that first year, we did a lot of unschooling, uh, which is really just kind of unlearning those bad habits um, the negative associations with learning and really reigniting his excitement and his hunger for new information. Um, so now uh, going into sixth grade, technically, um, he's he's already overcome many of the gaps, gotten back on track, and is tracking ahead in some of his subjects. 
I love that. So it's it's very quick that you can see kind of a shift in their behavior um, from being a negative to a positive when you decide to kind of take the education into your own hands. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so tell me a little bit about balancing that work and homeschooling. I know you said it was challenging to just do it all on your own. Um, what are some resources that you would suggest for parents in that, in that kind of um, same boat as you were? Um, again, I, I cannot stress community enough. Um, if you're a full-time working parent, you definitely want to have a support system. Find other full-time working parents that you can bounce ideas off of. If you're having some difficulty in an area, um, you know, getting that support can make all the difference and and just like anything in parenting. Right. Um, but also, you know, reaching out to seasoned homeschoolers, they're such a great resource. They have so many tools that they can share with newer homeschoolers to make sure that, um, you're able to do both and you can, you can homeschool at any time of day. It doesn't have to be that traditional, mindset of, okay, we start school at 7.30, 8 o'clock, and we're done at 3. So many working parents homeschool over the weekend or evenings or mornings if they work evenings. So there's really an endless option available on how to do it. And I love that you said endless option, because I do feel, um, you know, if there is any calling in your heart to homeschool or anything that's leading you that way, um, to reach out to someone who has been through it and also find out what's available and reach out to community. Yeah, some of the communities that I um, plugged into that were a huge benefit, uh, were all, of course, online. Homeschoolers of Palm Beach County is on Facebook. Uh, free homeschool ideas is actually a national Facebook page. Um, Pinterest, believe it or not, has a lot of great resources. Um, and then my uh, group, Homeschooling Pod Network, is also a way for families to connect with their local uh, communities by region and interests. Yes, and I love that. And we will get to that Homeschooling Pod Network in just a moment. Um, I wanted to just touch real fast on the amount of time it takes, you know, for people who are working and thinking they can't homeschool for seven hours a day. Um, We know, like as homeschool moms, that it really doesn't take that long, um, a few hours, and you get a really, really intensive education, I feel like. so. I agree. It's so funny because um, there were so many misconceptions I had before I started even um, having my son in a, a co-op, you know, the drop-off program was nine to three. So my first thought was, oh my gosh, how am I going to fit a nine to three schedule in my full workday? And depending on the age of your child, homeschooling can be accomplished in as little as a half an hour up to maybe three hours. Um, and then of course, as they get older, they become a lot more self-sufficient. So it, it's really um, incredible how much time you can invest into learning and still have a full day. Yeah. And the, the beauty of um, homeschooling in Florida, especially, is there's so much freedom in how you run your school schedule, basically. Um, there's nobody telling you that you need a set amount of days in the year to homeschool. True. Very true. So it's a blessing to be here in um, this state for homeschooling. So um, let's talk a little bit about your homeschooling pod networks. I feel like I've seen you out there and you just have such a passion for alternative education. Um, What led you um, into that area of this culture that I feel like is just needing people to step up and say, hey, I will take a role and I will lead a co-op pod or um, homeschool network? 
Um, I think there's two two parts of that. One is definitely my children. Um, all three of my children are very strong personalities, inquisitive, quick processors. So they're they're no small people in my in my tribe. And uh, I've always believed that my role as their parent is to really nurture and strengthen the gifts that they have. Um, and I just feel like analyzing and questioning, you know, the big why is really kind of frowned upon in a traditional setting now. There's a lot of focus on rote memorization systems, um, and there's just no room for going in depth. There's there's all these benchmarks and markers, and the individual really gets lost in the system. Um, so just seeing, you know, their personalities kind of having to fit in a box, and it just wasn't something I was joyful about. And then the bigger picture of just seeing in the last 25 years of being a parent, how much the world has changed for our children and our society. And I I just believe if we can, as a society, give our children an opportunity to really grow in the gifts that they have, that they're wired for, that we would have such a diversity of skills and innovative thinking that would occur and really shift us as a whole collective in a way that would move us forward in a lot of benefits as opposed to the struggles that we see today. That was beautifully said. I just think that, you know, we can give opportunities to children who are struggling. Um, As soon as the parent and the family decides that they need to take an active role in educating their children, then I think that we'll see a wave of change, especially in our county. I feel like a lot of people are starting to step out and say, hey, let's do something. Agreed. I, I think the biggest struggle in our society, Cheryl, is is that, you know, as parents, we have so much pressure on us now than ever before. We don't have the nuclear family in the sense that we used to with extended family living down the street or next door. Um, so there's a lot of pressure for parents to be and do it all. Um, most parents can't survive on one income. Um, without really making some significant sacrifices. So what ends up happening, in my opinion, is that, you know, parents are relying for all these other systems to kind of take that pressure off. And in that reliance, we're losing some of the intention of, as parents, what we want for our kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And I think that's what's important about you really focusing on community and Um, What can parents do to be the change they want for their children's education? And how can they reach out to you and um, your pod networking? Well, I think, to be really blunt, they need to take back the responsibility of their child's education. Um, And and I don't mean that in a harsh way. I understand there are scenarios where you cannot physically homeschool. You know, there's so many. Myself, as a single mom, I wasn't able to have that as an option because their father for my older two was a hard no. But you can still supplement their traditional schooling with homeschool curriculum. Um, there are so many curriculums out there. You can just find one that works for you, that resonates with you, purchase it and go through it. There's a lot of free resources. I know Easy Peasy is a great free resource. Um, but you know, schooling isn't just about a curriculum. You can take an art class with them, take a martial arts class, uh, take an archery class. Those are all still ways to connect with your child in a schooling mentality. Just show them 
that learning is a passion that doesn't start and stop in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, you know, learning can become a way of life. And I feel like that's what is opened up for homeschooling. But you're, but you're also saying that, you know, as parents of public school children, you can also bring that into your family and you can add learning um, at home and really develop that relationship. Because I do believe it builds more of a relationship with your children and the parents. Yes. And, and if you're, if you're doing kind of a, a, a hand in hand like that, there, there's nothing wrong with plugging into those local homeschool groups and connecting with parents. You may find parents that can help you transition from a traditional school model to homeschooling. You may find resources that are unique to your special circumstances that open up possibilities you don't know were there for your child. That's very true. And can you talk a little bit about what resources you used this last year that um, helped you in your homeschooling? So uh, we actually ended up going into classical conversations for our foundational program, and we supplement with Bob Jones University. We use some apps like Duolingo, Stack the States, Stack the Countries. So, and then of course, YouTube is great for art classes. Uh, so we really just kind of pick and choose depending on what my son is really excited about. That's great. Um, and then just kind of to close here, what are a few words of encouragement that you would give to a parent who is on the fence to homeschool today? Well, I believe if you're already on the fence about something, then you know in your gut that something just isn't working anymore, right? So if you're in a traditional school model for your child, but you're on the fence to try homeschooling, just do it. Commit to one full year. You can always go back, but honestly, you probably won't. Um, and again, plug into a community so that you can start finding out what are the options. Um, I think as a newer homeschooler, it can get overwhelming very quickly. So keep it simple. If you need to do a box curriculum or a program like Veritas or Grace, um, you know, start, start with something that's already set up. And then as you get more comfortable with your, your child's needs, you can tailor it. It's very flexible. There's no wrong way to do this. So yeah, they can really just kind of reach out to seasoned homeschoolers um, to get that encouragement to begin homeschooling. So I really like that. Um, And then is there anything else you would like to um, mention today before we head out? Yeah, um, I I think you may have spoken to her recently, but there's a local seasoned homeschooler, Cheryl, and I know I'm not going to say her last name. Trasco. Thank you. Yes. She is an incredible resource. I mean, she knows the ins and outs of the legalities. She knows all of the all of the ins and outs of what you need to know from, you know, newly homeschooling all the way up going into college. Um, she has been an incredible resource for me personally, and it would really be remiss of me not to mention her. Um, we are fortunate in Palm Beach County to have a resource like her. So I would definitely say for those newer homeschoolers, you know, connect with her. She's, she's just a phenomenal resource. Yeah. And she is great. We had her on the podcast and she is just a wealth of information for our County. So really enjoyed that. Um, I, I feel like a lot of new pods and new um, co-ops are going to be starting. So can you speak a little bit about maybe what you've seen or how you see that growing in this next year? Sure. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways to have a pod and, The most important thing is to understand how 
how much you want to take on. Do you want to just have a, an informal little pod? Um, then just do it with people that you know. Um, I'm actually looking into some legal structures on how to set it up so that it helps with liabilities and responsibilities and the like. Um, so I can follow up with you more about that as I get the information. But um, the most important thing is, is, is making sure that the pod has some stability, right? You don't want to have a, a group of people set up with you and then there isn't a plan for the full year. Um, understanding that some, some families are going to want to do a drop-off program. Some families are going to want to do, again, a community pod where the moms or fathers are coming together you know, a few times a week or daily, but there's no, no limit again on how it looks. It can be a Waldorf based pod. It could be a Montessori based pod. It could be Christian based. It could be secular. There, there's no limit. It's, it's really up to what the families want as a group. And again, uh, locations, you, you know, you can find spaces in churches, partner with local small businesses. It's such a great uh, opportunity to bless local businesses and boost their business. If you can work out some type of arrangement, say uh, like karate studios, a lot of them aren't busy during the day. You might be able to work out a partnership with them where you pay a small fee to use the space. And then the agreement is maybe some of the students take classes in the evening. So it's really just be creative, think out of the box. Those are some fantastic ideas. That's very creative. And I love how um, using this model, you can really build a community that fits your family's needs for homeschooling. Exactly. So great. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, I hope to have you back um, in the near future. So great. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com. Special shout out to our sound design by Devin Bowman. Tune in next week to hear our latest episode.